welcome to the Situation Report for June 1st, 2023. It's Lieutenant Colonel Murray. And I held off on doing a sit rep yesterday just because I was trying to see what was going to happen with the debt ceiling. And it went exactly the way I thought it was going to go and said it would go. A lot of drama, a lot of nonsense, but they passed the debt ceiling. And it was basically did nothing for the American people, did nothing to solve the problem of spending. And it's being touted as a big win. It's just a lie. It's like everything else that Kevin McCarthy does. And I, I took the opportunity on True Social to call him out as a traitor pretty much every day for the last week. And uh, he is. He's a traitor. And so is um, everybody else in the establishment that was there on January 6th of 2020. As far as I'm concerned, every single senator that went along with that on January 6th is guilty of treason. And there's there's no there's no negotiating that away. There's no obfuscating that and there's no getting the press to say it's okay. It's treason. And you can't obfuscate treason. And when this is all said and done, Kevin McCarthy is going to spend the rest of his life in prison or he's going to be executed for treason along with the rest of them. That's how I see the situation. Yesterday, it was just confirmation that he's going to be a footnote in history of the worst Speaker of the House besides Nancy Pelosi ever. And more importantly, he is the man responsible for killing the republic as it stood. And the republic we build out of this will not include people like him. We can never again allow our government institutions to be corrupted by influence, by power, and by money without checks and balances. Case in point, FBI, completely corrupt. Do you hear anybody in Washington, D.C. talking about defunding the FBI or DHS? Never mind that both organizations have created a narrative where domestic violent extremists are basically law-abiding, tax-paying American citizens. And no one in D.C. is talking about it. Their only thing they're talking about is the debt ceiling. Now, the other side of that coin is they've started this they've started this domestic violent extremist narrative back in 2008 when Obama came to town. The Durham report shows Obama committed treason. Let me say it again. The Durham report shows that Obama committed treason. And no one's talking about that. They're talking about the debt ceiling. At the same time, all of that's going on. This morning on Debka File, which I watch every so often because it's basically Mossad Central, published an article that it was published yesterday, actually. And it says the Emirates quit combined U.S. maritime forces for non-response over Iran's seizure of tankers. That is very significant because it says unequivocally that the U.S. is not doing and holding up their side of the bargain for maritime patrols to not only counter the Iranian confiscation of tankers, but the sabotage of tankers, which is what we've been doing since 2010, 2007. And yet here we are. The key thing here, and this is the piece to keep in mind, is that you're seeing a movement away from Brenton Woods to BRICS by Arab states 
And now they're talking about pricing oil based on BRICS versus and using um, Emirates, Emirates dollars instead of Brenton Woods. That's very significant because it means that the U.S. influence over, and I posted this in Telegram this morning. I saw this this morning and I thought it was very, very significant. There's a massive, it's a massive movement away from, from Brenton Woods into BRICS, which is the death nail for the U.S. Because it's, it's literally, well, it's, it's three things all at once. It's, it's literally the establishment saying we're not going to play. And it's significant because the valuation of oil will now reside in the BRICS nations versus um, the Brenton Woods. So Dubai oil pricing is going to be the standard. That is massively significant because it means that the U.S. no longer corners the market on setting oil prices. And it means that crude oil coming out of Russia is going to be priced along the same way. Get ready for your gas prices to skyrocket. And that's that's a mild issue. The bigger issue is they're taking the leverage away from the U.S. and moving it to China. Remember, the, the global hegemony always tilts towards whoever the key power broker is across the planet. For decades, it's been the U.S. For decades, it's been us. Literally decades since the end of World War II. And now you are seeing that pendulum swing towards China. And once it swings towards China, and and let's just say for you hear the pundits talking about that the U.S. dollar is still the most traded dollar. The U.S. dollar is still very strong, et cetera, et cetera. If, if you look at the debt ceiling conversation, if you look at the situation in the European economy, as well as the U.S. economy, then you understand why the debt deal was done the way it was done. They have to continue to funnel money out of the out of the economy back into the economy to prop it up to keep the cycle going, because the Silicon Valley Bank and the the absorption of all of the crypto banks over the last twelve months and the land grab of all these smaller banks is so they can control the money supply and so they can repatriate dollars from overseas, but more importantly, shut down the funnels for illicit activity and money laundering. And this deal, and, and let's go back even further. Go back to 2022. During the 2022 race, both Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Lindsey Graham, and a host of other nefarious players in the Senate used FTX laundered money to influence political party political races, both here in Arizona and across the U.S. Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell did that, not the Democrats. They used FTX money as a part of that bucket that went into their war chest that they used to prop up political candidates here. One of them was Juan Sisamani down in CD6. He was bought and paid for by Kevin McCarthy. Karen Robeson bought paid for by Kevin McCarthy using FTX funds. So I didn't have any hope that there would be any kind of a deal that came out of the, the 
debt ceiling conversation. And you'll be a bunch of drama, a bunch of noise, a bunch of distraction. They'd pass the deal and fuck the American people. And essentially, if you look at the way that's, that's set up, it's set up so that they can still bail out Europe, still send money and launder money through Ukraine. But today, there are several articles that talk about AT-480 tank missiles showing up both in Mexico, in the cartel's hands, as well as other parts of the world. Are you starting to see the big picture here? The money's not going to Ukraine. It's going to terrorist groups and cartels all over the planet. It's being laundered under the name of Ukraine, but it's going other places. I'd love to see who the next FTX is that they're laundering money through right now. But I had no hope that they were going to pass, that they were going to hold off on the debt ceiling. And let's just be perfectly clear. Every one of these people that are sitting in Congress right now, that were sitting in Congress on January 6th of 2020, is a traitor. Every single one of them. The Durham report alone shows that Obama committed treason. So what we saw on January 6th of 2020 was an insurrection, not just by the left, but by the Uniparty to dislodge Trump so they could continue illicit activities across the planet. And now that that network and that cartel is starting to disintegrate under their feet. Remember when I said, this is I've said this in multiple sit reps, these are all loose marriages of convenience. And when you start talking about strata in the elite, you have different levels of strata in the elite. At the very tippy top are the bankers that have institutional money that's generations old, like the Rothschilds, the Archibalds, the um, the folks that that own you know the the um, the own all of the institutional banks across the planet. That's old money. They're at the very tippy top. Then below that you have the aristocracies. Then below that you have the social elite and the the billionaires that like Bill Gates. And then below that you have the millionaires and the crew that are operating conglomerates. Most of these big companies. And look, I don't put Larry Fink in any of that strata because he's just a he's just a douchebag. He climbed his way up through the New York banking system. It puts him at tier four of the of the uh, the cartel of bankers. All of that strata, with the exception of the the, the very top strata, interacted with Epstein. And when you're dealing with that strata. There's a there's a definitive pecking order in who is who is advertised, who's broadcast, and who's not. You will never hear some of the names in the background being mentioned, like Bill Gates and George Soros and some of the others, because that institutional money is the deep dark that funds a lot of these illicit activities. And why it's important is that those loose marriages of convenience are starting to fray and fall apart. Their grip and control on the rest of the planet is starting to fall apart. And as that falls apart, you're going to see them do more and more things to try and exert control. But as the money run out runs out, as the leverage runs out, so does their ability to motivate people. So you can have the biggest standing army in the world. 
If you can't pay them, they're not doing anything. And the Romans found that out the hard way. And we're about to see that happen here. Things are going to be working until they stop. And when that happens, it's going to happen fast, and things will stop working fast. That's why all these train derailments, that's why all these logistical failures, that's why all these port part shortages, that's why the oil thing is such an important part of the bigger picture. It's because all of this is, is it's the perfect storm to create Sri Lanka where everything stops working all at the same time. And that's not even the worst part of the bigger picture here. The worst part of the bigger picture is you have a complete class of the elite that has no idea how to stop that. And I say that because I've watched more and more video of Jamie Dimon and them talking to Jamie Dimon. And he essentially says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to cause a massive recession and we don't really care because we have money and go fuck yourself. American people are going to suck it up and we're going to do what we need to do to bring the, the country back online and bring the dollar back online and yeah, go fuck yourselves. That's how these people think. They hate you. They do not value life the way you do. They do not even live in the same planet you live on. Their whole mode of operation is how do I get more control, more money, more power? That's it. That's how they think. That's why guys like Bill Gates are doing what he's doing. He's a maniacal schemer, all about more money, more power, more control. And in his case, it's more control, more death. The reason why I keep bringing this up and the reason why I keep drilling, the, drilling down on this conversation is the entire media, especially alternative media, is wrapped up in the minutiae. They're wrapped up in the tactical fight. The bigger fight is the strategic fight because that is where the logistics, the supply chain, and the currency all meet in the middle. And that has to be controlled by someone. If that someone is China, it's bad for us. If that someone is the Arab states controlling the oil supply, at their whim, that's bad for us. And we're talking about we're talking about a system that was created over a hundred years ago for the very specific purpose of controlling all of these assets centralized in Europe, specifically with the Rothschilds and the whole quote unquote Illuminati, if you want to call it that. And that system was centralized four or five hundred years ago. And we've been operating under that system. That system is decaying and starting to fray and fall apart. Once it falls apart, it'll be anarchy here. And more importantly, you start looking at all of the foreign actors that have been injected in this country, and you have the perfect storm for chaos. They, the, the elite, and again, as you go through the generations, one of the things that's that's remarkable about the generations, and they talk about this in the fourth turning, that generationally, as you cycle through generations, when you get three and four generations removed from a significant event, those three and four generations forget the key milestones and the key reasons why things happened at critical points in history. We're in that fourth turning where this generation that's currently in the elite and the higher stratas has completely lost touch with the big events in our history, and they're still wrapped up 
in their own narcissistic view of the world. And because none of them have ever grown up with anything other than privilege and opulence, they literally do not know how to operate at a, at a normal level. They, they, they just can't do it. That's why they can't see how to fix the problems there in front of them. That's why the fourth turning happy happens because they're not students of history. They're not students of the market cycles. And Martin Armstrong talk, talks to this extensively in a lot of his analysis. Now, he thinks in 2032 is when China becomes dominant and the U.S. falls apart. I think it's going to be this year. I don't think it's going to I don't think this is going into 2028 or 2029. And I don't think there's going to be a new world order. I think we're marching toward the brink of a significant seismic event and tectonic shift in the power across the planet. And when, when, and I think we've already passed the tipping point. I think China by far has become the dominant power on the planet, but it's a house of cards. Again, the communist system as it sits is not a system that can scale and maintain itself. You, if the, if the Russians didn't have, if the Soviet Union didn't have the bankers in, in Europe to prop them up, that system would have collapsed in the 40s. And here we are trying to put this hegemony back in place where we have this, this feudal system that's wrapped up in communism. You're not going to get the same outcome. You're not going to get the same, the same result set if you try and implement that system. And it's just not going to work. And there's a variety of reasons for it. One of those reasons is the American public is waking up every single day to the fact that not only is something wrong, something's seriously wrong. And this constant beating of the drum by the elite to throw Biden under the bus, all that's about is replacing that leadership to put somebody more malleable in place that's going to do the quote-unquote extreme measures that they need to, to maintain control. That too is going to fail. Because what... What is needed right now is a complete separation of business from the state and business from politics in order to reverse course. But again, you have so many loose alliances that are dictating a lot of these different narratives and a lot of these different uh, plot twists that they can't back away from it now. This whole trans, everybody's sick of the trans shit. Let's just put that on the table. Everyone is sick of it, but it's a narrative being used to destroy the icons of our society, to destroy the institutions of our society that have not only national, but international identity so that they can replace them with something that's more communistic in nature. That's what the whole trans agenda is about. It's not about that giving them more rights and giving them more airtime. That's a very small minority of our population that's being publicized, propped up and, and um, given all kinds of airtime so that they can prop up that narrative to divide the, 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 the population. It's like this. I'm seeing more and more TikTok videos being published every single day about black on black and black on white violence. You're going to have parts of the population when you when you go through any information operations campaign and you're you're trying to you know segment and put everybody into buckets. You do that so that the buckets fight with each other. 
That's what we're seeing. The young black community is being told that not only do they deserve reparations, but the white people are blamed for all of their ills. It's a, it's a common narrative. It was back in the 60s they used this narrative, and, and it's, been, it's been recycled over and over and over again. And every single time you recycle that narrative, you have a certain percentage of the population that becomes violent and extreme. And they're doing that to create chaos in the cities, but more importantly, to create distrust across all of the racial lines so that the buckets fight each other and not them. If people realize that this whole conversation is about putting people into specific buckets to distract away from what they're doing at the national level, to seize your property, consolidate their power, and build a feudal system, you would walk away from all of the conflict you see on the street and go, that's not worth my time. And I guarantee you, doesn't matter what race, creed, color you are, I guarantee you, we all have the same value system. All of us do. And it's not about loving our country. We all love our country. The U.S. is the beacon of hope across the planet. Always has been, always will be. What set us apart was that we are, by and large, not a racist country. The racism, the systemic racism, the patriarchy is all a construct of the narrative that racism is the biggest issue here. And it's propagated by old white men. Let me say it again. This entire narrative is propagated by old white men. If all these minority groups that are that are collectively out there causing violence knew that old white men were manipulating them, it would stop. And it would stop because they would see graphically they're being played right now to do acts of violence against white people for the very sake of allowing them to come in and establish more control measures. That's the narrative. And you can bet that China has a play in this. It's just like when I was talking about the combined uh, maritime forces in the, in the uh, Persian Gulf falling apart. It's because Iran and China have influence in the White House. Iran and China have influence across the planet. And they're using a disparate group of nefarious characters to disrupt and to interdict our day-to-day -day operations. But more importantly, they're specifically creating conflict within our country to create chaos. Communism needs chaos in order to establish the control measures. The first thing they want to do is label anybody who's a gun owner as a domestic violent extremist so they can disarm us, declare martial law. And don't be surprised at how many jackbooted thugs come out of the woodwork when all of this starts to happen. Remember all those liberals that were running around with their masks on, reporting their neighbors because their neighbors weren't wearing masks? Those are the jackbooted thugs. They're going to show up to enforce the quote-unquote lockdowns and law. Anytime you have a situation like this, there is no shortage of jackbooted thugs to show up and oppress other human beings. It's human nature. And that's what all of this is leading to. This has nothing to do with trying to make the trans community or the gay community or the month of pride 
a dominant fixture in our society. They don't give a shit about those people. In fact, most of them are the most vaccinated on the planet. So good luck with that. Your immune systems are already compromised. So you're already on your way out. Might as well throw some wrenches in your pocket and walk out in the ocean and take one from the team because you're all fucking stupid. And every single one of you that bought into this whole Black Lives Matter thing, you're just as dumb too. Because it was a grift. They sent all that money that you donated to Act Blue and then funneled it to FTX, which went to a head fund, which went back into their pockets. And more importantly, they used it to pay off all the BLM leadership so they could buy million-dollar homes, which are now being sold off because they're not getting paid anymore. Good job with that. It's all a grift. And it's all a grift so the rich can consolidate power. At the same time, all of that's going on. You have the Chinese that are importing military-age males at a breakneck rate, and they've bought land next to all of our strategic infrastructure, military bases, and critical infrastructure. Are you starting to see the big picture of why all this minutia doesn't matter? And there's a number of different breakdowns across Rumble. A lot of people have done a lot of good breakdowns, but it's usually specific points. It's like my problem with this 5G warfare, which I continually get thrown in front of my face. The 5G warfare does not cover the cultural narrative. It only covers the information space and how they use AI and how they use all these different technologies to influence you. TikTok is the quintessential example of how powerful the cultural narrative is and why everybody wants control of it. TikTok is a, it's a, it's literally a container of stupid that's been tapped into by the youngest generations of our society. Never mind every single one of those people that are on TikTok know that it has a keystroke logger. It's logging every fucking keystroke on your phone, everything you do on your phone and sending it back to China to an AI program that, in, that analyzes not only your behavior, but what you watch and what you don't watch. And that AI is funneled back to TikTok so that you see the same thing every single day so they can program you. The younger generation knows that still on TikTok. And then you look at the difference between TikTok in China and TikTok in the US. And what you see is a conglomeration of fucking stupid. In China, they're doing STEM and projects to enhance the state. Here, they're eating fucking Tide Pods, dancing outside of a moving car and jumping moving cars. Do I need to say anymore? I've talked blue. I've, I've talked blue in the face. I literally, I literally yesterday gave a briefing to the entire executive team about TikTok and why it was so inherently dangerous to any corporate existence. Because every single person that watches a TikTok video on their on their laptop or on their phone and then sends corporate email sends it to China. And everybody in the room was aghast. I'm like, and, and the conversation started. And the reason I do the presentation was because I was getting hammered by all the other executives because they couldn't get to social media. I'm like, that's right. I fucking blocked every bit of it right at the firewall. You get a pop-up screen that says, yeah, you're not going there. You're a dumbass. You're not going there. Go fuck yourself. And so the CEO said, I need you to give a, you know, I need you to give a, uh, a presentation to the organization while we're blocking social media. So I did. And I told him exactly how many viruses come out of Facebook or Meta. That's the gayest name ever, by the way. But what do you expect from a fucking alien looking motherfucker like 
Mark Zuckerberg. I swear that guy's a he, he's a gray alien. So I gave the brief and I laid it out for everybody. This is what TikTok does. This is what Instagram does. This is what Facebook does. This is what Google does. These are where all these viruses come from. This is how they get your statistics so that they can send you emails that are tailored towards you called phishing. This is where it comes from. Your online behavior that's tracked by all these companies and sold to everybody across the planet, which you probably didn't even know about because you click, click, click through the terms of service and you don't pay attention. That's why I block every single bit of that shit at the firewall so you don't bring it into the system. Conversation, mic drop, walk away. The whole conversation opened everybody's eyes. We didn't know. Of course you didn't know. And my last statement to the entire group was TikTok is the home and birthplace of stupid in the U.S. And if you have a kid on TikTok, get them off as fast as you can. And then wipe their phone and start over. And then there was an hour-long discussion later that day about the addictive nature of social media. This is my problem with the 5G warfare concept. It's written by eggheads that don't spend any time talking about the cultural narrative. As an information warfare guy, I didn't give a shit about what the themes and messages were. I cared about what is the cultural aspect of this that people are latched into and how do I tap into that? Because if I can tap into the cultural influences in a society, I can get you to believe whatever I want you to believe, which is exactly what DARPA's figured out and what DARPA's doing right now. In addition to miniaturizing everything, which brings me to my next point. The war in Ukraine is winding down. And I say that because now... Putin's not, he's not focused on the battlefield. He's focused on strategic targets. And he went after the Ukrainian intelligence bureau about three days ago. And he killed hundreds of people with a rocket attack. But more importantly, he killed a bunch of NATO officers. You didn't hear about that in the news. And Douglas McGregor talked about this the other day on Napolitano. And he's talking about the same thing that I'm talking about. As that situation winds down, you're going to see some really erratic and some very, very desperate behavior from not only the Europeans, but from the U.S. And the Europeans don't want any part of a war. And th this is the part that shits me, because you would think that the Europeans would see this as an opportunity to spin up their industrialization. They have no interest in that. They're deindustrializing right now. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Germany is deindustrializing faster than they can cope with it. And these quote unquote alternative energies are not, they're not making muster. And the French found this out the hard way. They turned off all their nuke plants and then realized they didn't have enough power and they weren't generating enough power. So they had to turn on some nuke plants. This is this is the stupidity of this whole Green New Deal and this this concept that we're going to move to all these these alternative energies. Look, I have solar on my house. Yesterday, I flipped the switch to see if my house can run on solar, just, just on solar. Nope, got to have a battery pack. That's another fucking 20 grand to throw outside my house, which I have no idea where I'm going to put it. If I buy the Tesla Powerwall, where am I going to put it? And that's in addition to the pool and everything else. It's got to be so far away from the box. You got to put another box out there. I got five boxes out there. 
none of this shit scales to anything. None of this, so none of these alternative energies. And the, the, the kicker in all of this is that it's not meant to. They want to, they want us to be Sri Lanka. They want to take us to zero, scare the shit out of everybody, get you to sign up their control measures, get your barcode and your QR code with your chip, and then move on about your life and let a bunch of psychopaths control you. That's the end state they're trying to reach. And they're going to run us out of resources in order to do that. And then they're going to seize our property. That's how these people think. It's not going to work. because I, Again, I'll, I'll say this again for my own edification. I'm going to be out front fighting. I'm not going to die on my knees. I'm going to die on my feet. And I don't know what capacity that looks at or what that looks like, but I can tell you this. I'm not going to let a bunch of rich, homosexual, fucking psychopaths tell me how I'm supposed to live my life. But more importantly, fuck with the food chain. For far too long, this country has been complacent and idle at the wheel. If you want your country back, you have to get in the fight and you have to do it locally because that's where this is going to start. Everybody's thinking national level. You got to get out of that mindset. You know why you think a national level? Because the news wants you to think the national level is going to solve all your problems. They're not. The border's a mess. Everybody in D.C. knows it. The drugs coming into the country are a crisis. Everybody in D.C. knows it. The homeless problem is a crisis. Everybody in D.C. knows it. And not fucking one of them is talking about dealing with it. Just like they're not talking about defunding the FBI. You want to get the FBI's attention? Defund those motherfuckers. And I guarantee you, you'll get all the information you need out of them. But are you hearing them? Are you hearing any of that from D.C.? No. Uh, the FBI won't won't comply with our authentic our authentic subpoena so it's an existential crisis because they won't they won't go along with our authentic subpoena and we have to negotiate with them to get information. I don't know what part of that everybody missed, but that's a bunch of noise. The executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch are all set up for checks and balances. The FBI has wiped their ass with the Constitution along with Merrick fucking Garland. And no one in D.C. is talking about defunding either one of those organizations. Congress owns the purse strings. Cut the funding, you'll get what you want. But they have no incentive to do that. They have no desire to do that. And the debt ceiling shows they're all marching in lockstep to put us all into a police state. And Kevin fucking McCarthy is the motherfucker that just signed his own death warrant by doing that. He's the guy that continues to launder money at the behest of the Uniparty. All of it was theater. Every bit of it was theater. People need to get the memo. This is a big fucking game. They don't care about the country. They don't care about you. They're not going to fix anything. They're not going to, there's nothing meaningful coming out of DC. It's all a game. The best thing you can do right now is focus on your local area and start building networks in your local, local area of people that know how to do things like grow food, raise cattle, and build things. The most important people in this country right now are the builders. Those are the most important people on the planet right now. They know how to do shit. 
All those dipshits in Washington, it's a bullshit factory. They don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to build anything. The only thing they produce is bullshit. Stop paying attention to it. It's just bullshit. And don't get me wrong. I used the whole week last week to conduct a psychological operation on Kevin McCarthy via True Social. Every time he posted something, I'd hammer him. Every time I, every time he said something, I'd hammer him. Every time he posted something in, in Twitter or somewhere else, I hammered him. And I'm going to keep doing it until he goes away. Because we need to start fighting back in the way they're fighting us. Him touting victory? No, you're a cuck. Actually, what I said was he's a treasonous cunt. Which, if you talk to any Australians, they'll tell you that they, they use cunt for everything. And I think it's about time we start doing that, too. The, the entire conversation is noise to keep you distracted so that you're not focused or doing anything at the local level that could disrupt their operations. That's the game. And the more you disconnect from that, the more you disconnect your kids from that, the more human connections you make every single day, the better off you're going to be. Because you're breaking not only the daily and consistent messaging, because look, information operations campaigns rely on consistent messaging of fear to keep you engaged and keep you off balance. The more you're in fear, the more cortisol and adrenaline are in your system, the more they can manipulate you. The more you disconnect from that, the more you, you start focusing on your own world and your own people and building connections and human connections at that and relationships, especially in your local community, the better those bonds are going to be when stress is applied to that community. Once the, the stress is applied to the community, you're going to see people coming out of the woodwork. The thing that people have forgotten is who we are. We are a culture that, <clears throat> that helps one another and other people. That's who we are. We do things for moral reasons. Realign your moral compass. Realign your social compass. Realign your cultural compass to who we are. And stop focusing on trying to keep up with the Joneses and these artificial personas that don't mean shit. As my old man used to say, you can't fucking eat potential, so stop wasting it. We need to get back to the basics. And that's where your focus should be and not on the national level. The national level is an indicator of how bad things are getting and how fast things are progressing. Don't be the one that's not ready when the lights go out because the lights are going to go out. It's a matter of when. And, you know, I've had this conversation several times about what's the right energy. Look, I'm not an energy guy. I was a commo way back when I forgot more about radios than I learned in the first place because I haven't touched them in 30 years. That's why having people around you with skills is important because you complement one another and you can help each other out. The skills I have is with technology. I can, I can put, you know, computer networks together. I can put together, you know, all kinds of analysis tools. Like that's, that's what I'm good at now. That's where I spent my time is building cloud systems. And doing security. The point is, now's the time to start refreshing. Now's the time to start building networks at the local level and realigning your moral compass. That's where your focus should be. 
we're going to see more crazies in the next couple of weeks and we're going to see we're going to see a lot of stupid coming out of dc because they can't help themselves that's just noise they don't know what to do to fix the problem and that over time is going to be it's going to be their achilles heel along with their arrogance their arrogance will be their undoing be the calmest person in the room be the most level-headed go make those human connections to ground and start learning from the things that you've been making mistakes on. Learn, reflect, reflect, and move forward. Stop looking at the past. Look at the past for what you did wrong and figure out how to do it right. Don't expect the federal government to be there to do anything organized. They're a mess, and it's designed to be a mess. And with that, I'm going to end with little Tommy Dorsey today. I'm going back to the big band stuff. This is on the sunny side of the street. This came off of an album from 1944, and I think it's appropriate for today because one, it's old time, and two, it it's uh, it's just a good song for today. So here's Tommy Dorsey on the sunny side of the street. God bless. One team, one fight. If you dig that beat on the sun, sunny 
side of the street Used to walk in the shade With my blues on parade What a drag, old man Getting stuck in the shade Get hip, don't be afraid Move it on over, kill yourself in the clover Only hit for a cent, you can Richard Rockefeller 